I saw Rhonda come in with a bounce to her step. You made it to the, Rhonda, you, you, Rhonda, you know what? You made it to the Internet. If you go to PICF and listen to last week's sermon, you will hear all about Rhonda <laughs> on, <laughs> were you on there too? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Go to PIC. Go to last week's message, and you will, the first two minutes, you will hear all about Sister Florence by her needing to stay in her lane, and Rhonda Douglas coming an hour and a half late to bring some food when the event was already about over. <laughs> it is indeed good to see you. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to keep you long. We're going to just jump right into the word. I want you to turn, and I did not give Anisha the, the scripture, but I want you, if you have your Bible, I'm going to pray. We're going to be looking at the book of Matthew, excuse me, the book of Luke today, chapter 2. We're going to be looking at the book of Luke. And I'm going to pray and I will read. I'm going to have you to stand with me today while I read. We're going to read. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 22. If you cannot stand, it's understandable. You may be seated when we get to the portion of reading, but I am going to ask you to stand while we pray. I'm going to read the first 21 verses of Luke 2. Just bow your heads with me. We are grateful today to be able to come on this Christmas day understanding and knowing that it's all about the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We come to honor your name and to give thanksgiving for you coming to an earth to be born in order to die for a people that did not know you, did not love you, and turned our backs on you. You came anyway, and we thank you for fulfilling the promise way back in the Old Testament. So today we pray that you will continue to be glorified and we pause in this day to say that we appreciate you and we love you and thank you for your marvelous kindness and your grace. We give you all the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For those who need to sit, you can. But Luke chapter 2, I'll be reading from the ESV. She's pulling it from the website so that you can follow in the version that I actually have. In fact, what I'm going to have you to do, so you want to stand, go ahead and have a seat, and I will read why she gets it. You may be seated there. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him and swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with 
great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known in the same that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these, the, all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Amen. I'm going to read one passage in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, and this is what it says. Micah 5, 2 says, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth from me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Prophecy about the birth of Jesus Christ. As a title, no better gift. No better gift. The greatest birth that has ever occurred and will ever occur took place some 2,000 years ago. It is the only birth that has changed history and continues to be the most celebrated birth of all times. The birth of Jesus is a birth that was foretold at the beginning of time. It is a birth that Isaiah the prophet prophesied some 700 years before it occurred. The calendar of our day focuses on the birth of Christ. When we look at time, we speak of in terms of B.C. and A.D., before Christ and A.D., Anno Domini means in the year of our Lord. It does not mean after death, as you may have been told. It means Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord. Point number one, heaven and earth moved to make room for Christ. Heaven and earth moved to make room for Christ. While all people under Roman rule moved about Millions of people moved about. The focus of what God was doing was on three people. Even though Caesar Augustus told people, you need to go back and register in your native place or your land of birth. And the focus was not on the millions of people that had to go to their places because under that time, Palestine was ruled by Rome. 
it was focused on three individuals, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. While people today may think they are in control, we clearly see that God will use anyone he chooses to make sure that prophecy is fulfilled. While Caesar Augustus may have thought he was in control, he was not. Caesar was not in control. Caesar Augustus. The name Augustus was created for Caesar specifically as he has turned as he turned down the name king because it did not signify enough. He did not want to be called dictator because it was too short lived. So the Roman Senate created the name for him Augustus. We get our our month August from Augustus. It means exalted one. He thought he was so big. He didn't want to have something that was temporary. And so he wanted a name bestowed upon him. But he does not have the name that's above all names. It's only the name of Jesus that is above all names. This Caesar Augustus is the grandnephew of Julius Caesar. When we think about the fact that Mary and Joseph had to go back to Galilee or go back to Judea and go to Bethlehem. They had to travel some 75 miles at a time when Mary was close to birth. We never hear of Joseph nor Mary complaining when the king told them they had to go and register. Some of us would have been advising, would have been advising Joseph and Mary, said, you better, you better go talk to, to Caesar Augustus. You know the condition Mary is in. She didn't know, no, no place to be able to travel. She's not in the condition to be able to travel now. You better go let him know. Y'all need to stay here. Some of y'all would have been saying, I ain't going. That's, that, it's cold out there. But we don't hear them complaining, nor do they go to Caesar Augustus. But they travel through the rugged area. And you've got to imagine that Joseph is having to go slow and he has to be careful because it's very rugged terrain as they are heading to Bethlehem. Why? Because it was foretold that Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. God will move heaven and earth to accomplish his purpose. To fulfill scripture. You see to imagine that Joseph would have to go slow shows his love and concern for his wife. You've got to imagine people are passing them. See Bethlehem was not a large place. Got to imagine people are passing them on the road because of Mary's condition. Did Joseph and Mary know themselves that the child had to be born in Bethlehem? Yes, they did, but they had not made preparations to go. You see, there are times when the Lord will move heaven and earth to accomplish his will. Just because God is moving heaven and earth to fulfill his purpose does not mean that you are going to be in the best accommodations. 
Doesn't mean that everything's going to go smooth and well for you. Sometimes God is, oh, he's working with me. Everything's going to be okay. And lo and behold, you find yourself down in some pit, down in the miry claim, wondering, what am I going to do? I thought God was with me. He is. Because he's taking you through. God is the one who orchestrates events in the lives of his people in order to get them to the place that they need to go. He did it for Mary. He did it for Joseph. Because Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. And when they get to Bethlehem, we see that the place is full. It's full. There is no room for them. While they were there, the Bible says, the time came for her to give birth. Now, there are two places that's oftentimes are two terms that are called, that's called the inn. One place deals with a place where a person can stay and there is food and maybe there's shelter and the accommodations are considered to be like what we think of a motel. But there is another place um, that's called an inn that simply means um, a covering. But you see, when they get there, there's no place and no room that's provided for the king of glory to come in. Isn't it interesting that the Lord God Almighty chose the time and a time for them to go when Bethlehem would be most crowded. No place for him. Even the world today really does not have a room or provides a place for Christ. They say you've got to go to another area. There's no room for you here. And boy, is it sad when the church says we don't have room for the Savior. Jesus was born in unsanitary conditions. Place where Jesus went, a cave. Place that he was born, a stable. It is believed that it was possibly a cave where animals would be used to have shelter, recovering. They would be placed there in order to be able to have something to eat and to provide some covering from the elements. There's no room for Jesus in the inn. There's no room for Mary and Joseph, but they have to have a place. Because right now, Mary is close to delivery. So they find a stable. Point number two. I'm just rushing through here because my time is almost up. The shepherds honored with a glorious message. The shepherds honored with a glorious message. In the same region where Christ was to be born and was born, there were shepherds, the Bible says, out in the field. They were keeping watch over their flock. The dedication of these shepherds is really to be commended as their position was really looked down upon by other Jews and other people. To be a shepherd at this time was a job that really brought about insults. It was not a job that people wanted. To be a shepherd was an insult. People looked down upon you. But the shepherds, they were studious in taking care of the sheep. When people would rather be home 
And they more than likely would rather be home. They are out in the elements taking care of the sheep. What sheep were they taking care of? It is believed that the sheep they were taking care of were the sheep that would be used for the temple sacrifice. As people traveled, these sheep would be used to offer the sacrifice in the morning and the evening. Isn't it interesting that God chose to dispatch an angel to the shepherds? The shepherds out in the field. And when we consider Jesus is our great shepherd, when we consider that God sent the angel to men that were not really considered worth anything, to give them the most glorious message of all, in Bethlehem a Savior is born to you. Those who are often diligent in obeying God receive the blessings of God. The shepherds were who too were not seen as very important, are honored by God in such a magnificent way that the Lord not only dispatches an angel, this one angel is then joined by a host of angels, praising and glorifying God in the highest. Now when the angels come on the scene, or the one angel, the Bible says, he told the shepherds, fear not. Now, you know I've told you before, when people talk about angels, I got my little angel with me. Got my, my, got my angel traveling with me. I don't think so. No, 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 no. You see an angel, your hair would stand up on your head. You, you, you'd fall out. You'd faint. You, you say, what happened? I don't remember anything. All I saw was a bright light and I saw nothing else. That was your little angel. I don't think so. The angel told them, fear not. And that word fear not means fear and don't fear. It is a word that shows up, talks about not fearing to fear. These men were scared to death. And the angel said, fear not. You see, it's interesting that when God's, when the angels are dispatched to God's people, it's often, it's often said to those, fear not. But when an angel is, is, appears before one that's a sinner, you don't oftentimes hear the word fear not. There's no comfort for those that don't know God. You don't hear the angels and God bringing a wonderful message. Don't fear. No, 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 no. Nebuchadnezzar. The Old Testament was told, Nebuchadnezzar, you better humble yourself. You, 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 you better humble yourself, Nebuchadnezzar. Before it's too late, God's going to chastise you. You see, God's judgment is a way of correcting and helping us to change. But with these shepherds, he says, fear not. And then, as I said, he's joined, this angel is joined with the host of heaven. I'm not going to be able to get through this message because my time is already up. Give me three minutes and I will be done and get you out of here. I'm not going to even be able to hit my third point today. Oh my goodness. Florence, Florence said I can stay the fourth third. She helped me to finish. <laughs> when the message of this angel and the angels burst forth, these angels began to say, Glory. To God in the highest. 
It is believed that these angels actually represent the army or the military of God. When the Lord says the host, it is a term that denotes an army. And what we find is the army singing praises to the glorious almighty God, saying glory to God in the highest. We get out of this verse here, the the song, glory in excelsis. Glory to God in the highest. Isn't it interesting that the shepherds are able to benefit and able to participate in getting the message that in Bethlehem a Savior is born. Glory to God in the highest. I'm going to get to point three. Two minutes. Embracing the message, searching into the message, Spreading the message, embracing the message, searching into the message, spreading the message. When the shepherds heard what the angels said, the Bible says they left. And they went to look for Jesus. You see, in order to look for Jesus, you've got to embrace the message. What do we find the angels doing, they, the, the shepherds doing? They embraced the message that the angels gave them. You see, if you don't embrace the message, you won't search for the Savior. You'll do, every, you'll do everything else, but you won't search for Jesus. So we find that the shepherds embrace the message. And then they go in search From the message that they have been told, they go search it out. You see, today many people are not looking for Jesus, but they are trying to remove him from every vestige of life. They want Jesus moved out of the arena. And they want to welcome in everything else. And then they want to say, can we have peace? No, you cannot. Jesus is peace. You can't exclude Jesus and expect to get peace. You can't exclude the Savior, the Prince of Peace, and expect to have a peace negotiations and everything work out. It won't happen. These men, these shepherds embraced the message and went in search of the, of the Savior. Hmm. How incredible that these shepherds, whom people often did not pay attention to, became the conveyor of truth, and many people wondered at the things they were saying. Once they went to Bethlehem, and once they were, they were told that you're going to find this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, and they saw, they told Mary and Joseph what had happened, and everybody that would listen. They began to spread the message that they were told. You see, it's a wonderful thing that when you hear the message and you go search it out to see if what you heard is true. Some of y'all are hearing the messages and you're not even investigating. You're just taking it at face value. Search it out. Every rap star ain't telling you the truth. They're telling, them, telling you what your body might want to hear, but they ain't telling you no truth. These shepherds exemplify such a genuine faith that they don't stop to think if people are going to believe them or not. But they go in their excitement and finding the child, they describe to the parents everything what has happened. And Mary pondered these things in her 
heart. They cannot hold back in telling all that they saw and heard about this child. Today we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because the greatest gift that could ever be given was born. Jesus Christ, the Savior. We celebrate today because he is the most precious gift. He is the one that we honor. He is the one that we magnify. He is the one that every knee one day will bow to. Christmas. Christ is the one. Go ahead and say your happy holidays. That's good. Merry Christmas. Because the Savior is born. Stand to your feet. Cut that message down to about 18 minutes. 17. (laughs) Today as you leave this place. And enjoy your family, your friends, your loved ones, all the good food as you go. Remember that it's all about him, Jesus. God, as we leave this place today, keep us in your care. Bless those that will be with family and those that will be traveling. Give traveling mercy. We again, we lift up the Coleman family as we know that Jesse has passed on. And so today we pray that you will comfort Sister Fanny, Kevin, and Michael. Pray that you will be with them. We thank you right now for the joy of the Lord, the God of our salvation, the Lord of peace. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas and God bless you. We'll see you next, next Sunday, the regular time. God bless you.